yeah, for books, it was really brand new. Like I, I wasn't mm-hmm. really reading anything before mm-hmm. university. I haven't like the first time I bought a book was for one of my classes and I thought they were crazy that I was going to have to buy a book and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I had to get used to the, the culture of it basically. So um, mm-hmm. my parents are entrepreneurs, so they, okay. they, they don't read that much. They, they do more, they work more than, than read. So mm-hmm. it's it's brand new to my culture that basically reading wasn't really something that I wanted to do that much. And now it's something mm-hmm. that it's more on my day-to-day basis where I love to read. So, I mean, just something that happened. And, yeah. No, reading is amazing because you learn so much from the authors because that's the one thing amazing about books is that you can be transported to a totally different space and knowledge space, especially when you're reading fictional novels. But when you're reading nonfiction, you get to learn the stories of and the struggles that people went through into getting to where they are now and what, how it got them to the point that they're in. Recently, Errol Erdman mentioned that he's going to be, hey, that he's going to be bringing on Brock Thomas to his podcast to and uh, you know do a live conversation with him and I learned about Rock Thomas maybe a few months ago and I was totally blown away I was like wow this guy has an amazing amazing story and I've spoken with Robert J Moore too and he's got an amazing story too he's telling me how he was just down on his luck and he was just crazy. And uh, he had to build himself up. And if you listen to one of the stories behind the author of Harry Potter, how she was homeless and she used to hang out in libraries and she started reading all these books. And then the other reason I asked about books is because, you know, you're an author and I am hoping to become an author. One thing that I noticed with my son, my eight-year-old, he loves to read books. He's going to be nine years old by the time this episode publishes. So <laughs> apologies on that. I've, I've got some uh, backlogs. And an earlier podcast we were talking to, and, and uh, my friend was just making fun of me. He's like, you know, who knows when this podcast will see the light of day because, you know, it's, it's going to be the post-dystopian because flying cars are the future now and Facebook doesn't exist anymore. It's just really <laughs> out there. It's quite funny. But Robert J. Moore and all of these amazing folks have some crazy, awesome stories. And so what, what I was mentioning is uh, my son, he loves to read books. And currently he's reading almost all the books that he can on The Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And I think before that, he was all over, I think last year, he was all over Captain Underpants. And I'm like, what is this Captain Underpants? I mean, talking about underpants, talking about undergarments, it's, it's something like taboo when I was growing up, growing up. You know, we don't talk about these things. But now there's this kid's book called All About Underpants and how this is Captain Underpants. And he's got these superpowers. So I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. But I'm I'm trying to let him discover new things on his own. And he absolutely loves reading. He loves to tell stories as well. 
And uh, I love the different questions that he asks. So tell me, what is your goal for 2019? Are you planning on picking up a hobby or are you just going to focus on the passion that you have for writing books? Yeah, so I'm mostly going to focus on my passion for books because Mm -hmm. I also coach authors. So I also coach writers to become authors. Mm -hmm. I coaches, speakers, and influencers, entrepreneurs to basically go from an idea to publish their book. Mm -hmm. So really I help. That's what I really do. I help those who want to get their book out in 90 days so that in 90 days they can become a published author. Wow. Can you share some of those tips with my audience? Yeah, for sure. So basically when we start, there is different process we can go through. There's an automated program where they can get the information themselves. I have, mm-hmm. I have an ebook that's currently out. I'm transforming mm-hmm. the ebook into a workbook to get it out to print as well. Okay. But what I do one-on-one is really go through the idea process where we have to figure out an idea together and then decide on the title, the subtitle, mm-hmm. and start writing and then s- scheduling a writing schedule. Okay. And so how would somebody go about setting up a writing schedule? Is that something that he, they remind themselves or have an app remind them or what, what's your process? My, my process is really dividing the word count mm-hmm. into the 90 days. Okay. So basically whatever word count you want to attain, mm-hmm. you divide that by 90 days. Okay. So you know, you know how many words you need to write every single day. Mm-hmm. So then you can keep yourself accountable on Google Docs. Mm-hmm. You can have an option where you can check your word count of the day. Yeah. And then if ever you don't attain it or you exceed it, mm-hmm. you can say how many words you exceeded by or missing mm-hmm. from the previous day. Okay. Now, some of the things that I've uh, encountered when I was writing my chapter for The Magnetic Entrepreneur is that I didn't start really writing it. I started speaking it because I do not have the amount of time that I could put down to just sit down and, and be writing because of my other, what do you call it, responsibilities. (laughs) So I would have a two-hour commute daily, and I would spend each of the hours to work on the part of the books that I want to write. And I've noticed that a lot of the times, either I'm repeating words or repeating concepts, and then sometimes the story is a tangent. So how do you account for that when you're... um, editing something. So I understand that if you have a writing schedule, you're actually writing and be able to go back and look at, okay, what did I write about yesterday? Where does the story continue? Do you do a writing schedule or do you also start with an outline or do you do an outline? Yeah. So I I rarely do an outline just because I like to write from the inspiration that comes to me. Okay. That I find an outline just restricts me of too many things. So if I, mm-hmm. if I want to write something else or I want to change mm-hmm. ideas, then I'm mm-hmm. open to it. Okay. So I basically um, just set up a writing schedule and then go from there. And if ever, I, let's say I write for 30 or 60 minutes, then mm-hmm. I stop, then I'm just going to write maybe like one last sentence and say like, continue writing about this or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty interesting way to look at it. So I took some writing courses through masterclass.com. Uh, one of them was with Malcolm Gladwell, and the second one is with James Patterson, the New York Times bestseller. I mean, he every single novel that he puts out mm-hmm. is a bestseller. And both of them mentioned that, you know, you should have some kind of an outline. It doesn't have to be in stone, but 
an outline where you talk about the different concepts because because what you're mentioning with writing 60 minutes or 90 minutes a day i don't know if you mentioned 90 minutes then you said 30 yeah, to 60 30, yeah 30 60 right so i think what that sounds like is a lot of free writing is that right it's not it's not free writing so really the okay. difference between free writing and writing for a book is that free writing mm -hmm. doesn't always make sense okay when, when i'm doing my writing for 30 or 60 minutes per day Mm -hmm. So if I'm writing a book, they mm -hmm. will, I mean, it's, all the content is relevant to the book. Yeah. Okay. So you figure out what book title is going to be or what concepts you're going to be talking about in this book. Yep. Right? Okay. Then you have a an anchor point to say, okay, this is the flow of my story. And then you can add and subtract stories as you go along. Yeah, for sure. Like basically what you okay. do is for the title, you keep it broad. Mm -hmm. So really, the keep a yeah, broad title. This okay. is for nonfiction, so you keep it broad. Yeah, and then for the subtitle, mm -hmm. you keep it very niche. Okay, that makes sense. So you have a broad title to bring in everybody, and then when they see the subtitle, like, oh, it's not for me, or it is for me. Exactly, because the subtitle is really like what the what problem you're solving throughout the book. Mm hmm. That is a really good point because I never really thought about that when I was doing my chapter. And uh, you gave me some really good points, like put the name in the beginning of the title of the chapter. Now, I've got a, I'm not sure when the book's going to go out. I've been talking back and forth with Robert as he's helping with the, putting the book together and getting it out. And I think the editors are going through all the materials. So I got to go check with him and see how that's coming along. Really good points, man. I, I really appreciate it. Is there something you want to share with the audience that we might not know? I mean, we are a Hacks and Hobbies podcast talking about Hacks and Hobbies, which essentially covers all of life. Nice. Yeah, so basically, I'm also working on a book where it's the, the chapters are co-authored. So I'm having, mm -hmm. basically, I'm having celebrities, influencers, I'm having entrepreneurs in there. So I'm really having the most successful stories and strategies because it's a strategy book that I've, I'm creating. So that I'm getting mm -hmm. like a step-by-step -step process of what success means to certain people. So it's more like yeah. my, it's a little more like my previous book, but this time around it's less focused mm -hmm. on interviews, but more, more focused on the story. So the person themselves, nice. they write the chapter and they really explain to them yeah. like what they do and how they help people and basically just give them more insights about what success means to them and how they got success in their life. It's like, I have uh, like nice. uh, multimillionaires in there. Um, I have wow. Greg S. Reed that wrote an endorsement for the book, the New York Times bestselling mm -hmm. author, and just having a lot nice. of powerful people in there to share their message. That's very awesome. Now, how can people reach you and where can they find you? Yeah, for sure. So they can find me on Facebook. They can find me on Instagram. So on Instagram, it's Antoine mm -hmm. underscore Eraldi. And on Facebook, it's just you can okay. contact my personal page. I'm Unfortunately, I'm at 5,000 mm -hmm. friends, so I can only do it through messages yeah. now. Um, of course. So people can mm -hmm. contact me through there. I still see it. So, yeah. Okay, perfect. I'll include the links to the book as well as the different places people can reach you. Do you have a specific website that people can go to as well and learn about your, if they wanted to bring you on for their services? Yeah, for sure. They can either go on how to write a book in 90days.com or antoineraldi.com. All right, perfect. This was awesome, man. Thank you so much for your 
excellent tips. And uh, we definitely look forward to speaking with you in the future. And uh, we'll make sure people can check out the books that you've written and any future projects that are coming down. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on the website hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests. for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. In season two of Hacks and Hobbies, we're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we get to speak with Antoine Araldi. He's a storytelling coach, a speaker, trainer, and author. He's helped tons of personal brands get more authority by transcribing their ideas for their written content. Antoine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's talk about how you got to where you are today. What um, intrigued you or what inspired you? to become a speaker, trainer, and an author? Yeah, for sure. So basically, I did a bachelor's in English, and mm -hmm. that's when I decided that I wanted to learn, when I was still in university, I wanted to learn how I could become an author. And mm -hmm. I know it's not typical for every student to ask that question, but yeah. I was reading a lot of books through school and outside of school. So I was reading like Seth Godin, Gary Vee, outside of the, the classroom, and I wanted to know, okay, I want to become an author. I want to be on the bookshelf. What can I do? Yeah. That was the first question yeah. I asked myself. Mm -hmm. That is pretty on point. I mean, did you have anybody inspire you to become an author? I mean, it's great that you had your mind made up before going to college that you wanted to be an author, but like what story in your life, in your background, inspired you to actually get there or become an author? Yeah, so basically my mind wasn't made up before university, but it was really during university where I was reading all these books and kept asking myself, if these people can be authors, what can I do to become an author, right? And there wasn't a story in mm -hmm. particular, but it was more about Seth Godin's The Icarus Deception. So it's a book where mm -hmm. he talks about art should be our primary focus in this life and that mm -hmm. it helps the economy mm -hmm. And so I thought to myself, the art that I like to produce is written. So I like to write. And mm. basically with that book and the Ask Gary V book, I was just going through them and I stopped reading them halfway through. And I said, okay, I need to write a book. Yeah. And I didn't really yeah. know the steps, but I just started mm. writing. And that's really how I started becoming an author. Nice. No, no, that's, that's really intriguing because I've know of Seth Godin and um, I've read a few of his books. Actually, no, I've, I haven't read any of his books, but I've, I've listened to a lot of his podcasts and 
his seen some of his videos, some of his talks. Uh, he gives he's given some really amazing talks on the creator space and in the because he essentially himself is a creator and a an author and he is in it to help everybody get to where they want to get to. Maybe I'm wrong, but I know that he used to be a marketer or he still is a marketer. And his latest book, This Marketing, is pretty amazing. But being inspired by Seth Godin and Gary V, that's totally, yeah, you know, that totally makes sense to get into this author being in this space of writing books and uh, creating content and creating art through writing. All right. So next up, what are some of the things that you're currently working on that's, that have you super excited and um, how is it going to help? Before we get into it, tell me about some of the books that you've written and uh, what's the content? Yeah, for sure. So my first book that I've written is a nonfiction book. It's called Insights mm -hmm. from Professionals. And it's mm -hmm. a series of interviews with business owners and copywriters, artists. Mm -hmm. So all these different professions that we're not used to, let's say mm -hmm. not used to in the sense where you can't really go to school for them and then land a job, I guess, for it. So basically, mm -hmm. I actually interviewed people with abnormal careers, we could say. And mm -hmm. Basically, it's just to learn more about their world and what they did to get there. It's really how yeah. we can learn more about success. How does one become successful in different fields? Mm. So in the book, are the stories very similar on how these people found success? Is there a pattern that you can detect? I would say there's not an exact pattern, but I would say that mm -hmm. consistency was one of them, which they were mm -hmm. consistent with what they were doing. So that's how they were yeah. able to break through. Nice. Yeah, consistency is one of the big things that every successful person that I've heard from has talked about. There's a new person that I discovered recently, Nathan Lacta, and he's written an amazing article on how to essentially get massive following on your podcast. And he said, all you need to do is be consistent. Instead of posting five episodes per week, post seven episodes per week. And if you can, post as many episodes as you can on a daily basis. You can do multiple episodes in a day or you can do spread them out. It all comes down to how much content you can create. And one person that followed that advice to the T is um, Tyler Wagner. He started his podcast about 10 months ago and I've been following his journey and I've been following him and, and he was on the podcast. We got to talk to him on the podcast here as well. He's amassed a thousand interviews with a thousand people in 10 months. And I was like, holy smokes, how are you able to do that? And he's like, well, the first 200 episodes was not a lot of fun because he was still figuring a lot of things out. The first few episodes, I don't know if it was first 200, but he said, you know, it was a lot of work. And uh, he's like, he finally figured out his system and he systemized it where he could then go in and be like, all right, this is the process of how I'm going to record and how I'm going to set it up. And it was really neat. He's got 
the system that he's down, he's got down and being able to do a thousand podcast episodes is just, it's just monumental. And through this, I mean, he was able to also get some big names like Gary V on his podcast as well. Just all he had to do was ask one specific person who said, you know, what's one thing that I could do to help you? And he was like, you know, I, I just want to be able to talk to Gary Vee and the same person. And she made it possible somehow. The gods made it happen. <laughs> All right. So that's pretty cool. Now, when, where can somebody find the book that you've written? And what are some, some of your future plans and some other material that you might be working on? Yeah, for sure. So people can get it on Amazon. So you can just go on Amazon and look for it and it's going to be there. And for mm -hmm. future works, I'm actually going to be in a co-authored book called Magnetic Entrepreneur. That's nice. a book by Robert J. Moore. And he's an mm -hmm. international best-selling author. So he's going to be releasing that book very soon. He's doing a, a series of different books. So the same title, but mm -hmm. with different people in the book. So he's basically sharing yeah. different stories within his book so mm -hmm. that more people can learn more about how they became entrepreneurs and how they got to where they are and just more about their story, uh, really. Nice. Very yeah. nice. I will uh, take a look at the book that you sent and uh, did you already have published? We'll post a link to it in the episode notes. What are you aiming to get out of being an author? And I know some of these questions might not be hard there <laughs> quite easily. I'm just trying to see if you could tell us an awesome story that you have to the audience. Yeah, for sure. So for me, writing is something that I love to do. It makes me more creative. So just writing mm -hmm. down anything, basically, if it's not a book, it's just writing, you know, writing my goals, writing what I want to accomplish in the day, right? Just writing mm -hmm. down anything. It's just for me, it's just a creative habit that I, I have and I like to do it. So mm -hmm. I mean, that's really why I, I write. All right. So I one question that we asked before we get on the podcast is what is one hobby that you wish you got into? Yeah. And yeah, for sure. So for mm -hmm. me, I would say it's sports, uh, more mm -hmm. more like team sports. I wasn't much of a mm -hmm. sports guy when I was younger. And so, I mean, I don't practice any sports other than just go to the gym or things like that. Like sports yeah. you can train alone. So that's really what mm -hmm. I'm more used to. Okay. So what are some of these sports that you wish you got into? Like, I know you mentioned team sports. Was it basketball or football or hockey? Yeah. There's none in particular. Mm -hmm. It's just maybe more about doing more, I guess, team sports, mm -hmm. I guess. I didn't really have one in particular. Yeah. I like playing basketball, mm -hmm. you know. Okay. It's pretty cool. So one thing that I've noticed in myself as well, I, I didn't really... I mean, I played some team sports growing up with my classmates, but I was never the best. I, I was always, uh, you know, either a goalie or either a defense for in basketball or either fielding while we were playing cricket. And I never really stepped up, stepped it up and, you know, like, oh, this is absolutely what I want to do. It's because I just didn't have the passion for it. And I think it mostly comes from watching my dad work super hard and he was into technology more or less. And so the one thing that, that I did love to do was biking, cycling. And um, 
throughout my younger age, I always had a bicycle where I could ride to wherever I wanted to get to. And what's funny is uh, every single bicycle that I typed that I had, I had a BMX once, I had a banana bike once, uh, I had a mountain bike. Every single bike ended up getting stolen because kids just like to steal stuff. And this is mainly my fault because I would be running an errand. I would park the bike outside the store because I was living in Saudi Arabia. And I come out and the bike is gone because I didn't have a concept of putting a lock on it, right? (laughs) So that was pretty funny. Do you have any interesting, funny stories like this Uh, that we can share? Not necessarily. I don't really have any funny story like that. I mean, I had I had a bike too, but I mean, it wasn't ever stolen. Or I mean, not, it doesn't have to be bike related. It could be anything at all. I mean, what were your parents like? You know, what did they do? And was being an author inspired? Well, you said your main inspiration was Seth Godin, but was it somewhere in your childhood that you were reading a lot of books or was it very brand new? 